Welcome to the Heart of the Matter podcast, where we talk about scripture, theology, and anything relating to God in a loving conversation. And where we try to get to the heart of the matter. So that, that's what's cool about these ministries. And I think, that, you know, that being said, it kind of naturally leads into what we're talking about tonight, which is that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very important how that, that verse is put together. And we'll, we'll kind of put it in context a little bit. Um, so I'll read off the first verse here, which is Philippians chapter 4, verse 11 through 13. And uh, usually when I read, it's through the ESV, but I'm not one of those ESV or nothing else kind of guys or King James or nothing else kind of guys. Um, but I, I prefer the ESV. When I first started reading it, I didn't. But then I was like, no, I kind of like it. So, um, But it goes like this. I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. You know, and this is Paul. I'm pretty sure when he's writing this, he's in jail at this moment. Um, this is a man who had visions from God who got knocked off his horse. Um, well, we, we think he was on a horse. We assume he's on a horse. He could have just been walking. But he gets knocked down, you know, blinded. And he gets this revelation that is so beyond our understanding that he can't share it with us because we're still eating milk instead of meat. But yet, he's gone through persecution, trial, arguments with other disciples, split divisions, you know, and here he is in jail. And he's talking about every situation that he ever comes up against. It doesn't matter. He has learned how to rest in Christ for this. Um, And I think that the wording of that is so important. I can do all things through him, through Christ, who strengthens me. How am I strengthened? By Christ. And how can I do all things? Through Christ. It runs through Christ. It's not that he's saying that he can do anything he wants to. It's kind of implied in there, but it's only because of Christ that he can do those things. Um, So what do you guys kind of get out of this scripture? Like, what is this kind of scripture meant to you guys in in your ministry and walk? Yeah, I mean, like, if we we tried to do it on our own, it wouldn't have turned out how it has. You know, it's felt like the way things have just kind of went, it's, it's... through Christ and seeking him mm-hmm. at all times and trying to stay in his will, you know, the visions we've got from him. When we, we go to prayer, we, we wait to hear his voice. We wait on the Lord. Um, we don't create our own ideas of how we should do this or we should do that. You know, it's, it's what does God want? And then um, that strength, because we've had storms already and ignite. I mean, we've had people that we joined with very early um, who were not of the right spirits, mm-hmm. as you found out later but not right away. And um, that makes you want to quit. It makes you want to trust nobody. Yeah. It makes you like, Lord, should I even be doing this? Like, am I even the right person for this? Um, but through <laughs> him and going to him, um, we gain that strength yeah. to be able to push on and to be able to um, 
just keep forging ahead, you know, in those hard times. So that's what it means for me. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you may probably have a different. I mean, I think too a good foundation. Yeah. Um, I think when you, you know, not to say that we've experienced really traumatic, traumatic or difficult things in no. our life. We've been in seasons where, you know, like you're in a season where you said a two and a four year old. That's a really tough season. And yeah. so, you know, have with your hunger that you have, like the Lord will give you your portion mm-hmm. at the right time. Sometimes we're called to wait on the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> it's in those times where it's like time, plenty or little, <laughs> like full or empty, the Lord can make that portion right then and there. Yep to fit his desires for what he desires to do in you through Christ. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, when I think about that verse, I keep going back to like, there's a verse in Psalms Mm -hmm. chapter 25. um, that says, show me the right path. O Lord point out the road for me to follow. Mm -hmm. Lead me by your truth and teach me for you are the God. I think it's of my salvation. And then all day long, I put my hope in you. And Mm -hmm. so I think that kind of goes back to like, I, if, if we wait on the Lord, there's a lot of scripture about waiting on the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that the Lord is going to sustain no matter what the season is. Like right now, we're in a season where, um, like, we drove a fancy vehicle, like, up until, what, a week ago? We had 40 acres and cabins, and the Lord called us to sell those things. Mm-hmm. And so um, there are times where we were living paycheck to paycheck getting a pizza was like, no, we'll have to wait till the next paycheck. Mm -hmm. Um, and really being content and satisfied the word that pops out at me in this. And I think it's in a lot of translations. I think when I was reading the King James translation earlier today, um, with Philippians four, the word secret popped out at me. And so that, was interesting to me like the word secret so i was Mm -hmm. pondering that like a secret so it's something that we don't typically know we don't typically obvious or obviously gravitate towards that revelation or that knowledge it's not fleshly it must be like a supernatural revelation that god gives us Mm -hmm. and for us it's been something that's kind of snowballed over the years yeah you know, yeah. we each had our own specific challenges where we had dry, really wet seasons, really dry seasons. And I think the, if, if you're open to being taught and learning and you learn to wait on the Lord and be patient, I think you do find out that little secret. Yeah. I, I feel like for me, for that, it's just, I don't know. There's just always been this cornerstone of knowing that God exists. And I talk about it in my testimony, like even when I was young, I knew that there was a God and that he existed. And I just, at the end of the day, no matter how I feel, no matter what I deal with, I get frustrated with God, I am disobedient, whatever. I still come back to the fact that I know that no matter what, God is still real. And if that means God is real and his word is true, that he is good. Amen. And it doesn't matter what, however I feel, it doesn't matter the way that I interpret scripture. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, whether for my benefit or not, like, which it is for all of our benefits, God is who he says he is. Yeah. And so I can be knocked down anxious about my finances. Yeah. 
it can, you know, rile me up. Um, you know, today it was a struggle spiritually just with uh, financial stuff and, and everything. But like at the end of the day, God will always bring me back to that place of I've got you. Like I'm still here. I didn't call you to be wealthy in monetary things. I called you to be wealthy in me. And my job, um, job is to basically, like you said, it's to actually get in the secret place. I think that is the secret, and it's the devil tries to keep you away from it so yeah. much. Whether distractions or you finally get time to yourself, and what do you want to do? Oh, just want to sit back and watch a movie. I want to play <laughs> like today. It was video games for me. So um, I've told my crowd like that's that's been a struggle for me. I know video games has been a thing for me in my life where it's like, it's such an ease to just go there, relax and vegetate, you know, no, I, there's some stuff I could be doing, you know, that's the time where I can get in God's word. And when I finally do, man, that's when God speaks to me, drops stuff, you know, read through numbers and, and God is showing me cool stuff. Um, that the enemy does that. He makes it hard to get in the word. Yeah. But once yeah. you get in the word, yeah. God always gives you something. Always something's highlight that jumps yeah. out of you, some new revelation that yeah. you haven't had before. But he'll do that. He'll make it hard for you to get in there, but create the barriers which are which are fleshly. I mean, we can just go right past them. Absolutely. And I think that's something we need to understand, like as Christians, we a lot of times we feel bad for that, but there needs to be a battle. Mm-hmm. Like this is how we're forged in fire, this is how we're tested. Like God tested Abraham's faith. Yeah. Our lives, whether we like it or not, are a testing of our faith to God. Yeah. Are we worthy of God's sacrifice? Are we worthy of, of the God who created us? Because he created us because he thought we were worthy. So the answer is yes, but will you show up to that? And so at the end of my life, when I get there, good job, you know, job well done, my good and faithful servant. That's what I want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if there's no battle, like people think fear or overcoming fear is not being afraid of anything and just being able to do what you want. I don't think that that's true at all. I think that some people have the ability to not be afraid of things, but I think their faith is less than those who have great fear of something and still do it and overcome that fear. Mm-hmm. But that person who has no fear of jumping out of a plane and pulling their parachute, they may struggle with lust, you know, and they have to overcome it's that. Displaced. Yeah. Yeah. It, so it's like, what is, you know, what is something that we need to overcome? That's our battle, you know, and God made us warriors. He made us for a battle. Um, and so, you know, if you're struggling with anything out there, it's not that it's okay to, to fall and stuff, but there is a battle. Satan wants to keep you down. Yeah. How many times do you get back up? Because seven times 77 people, like that's uh, as many times as the devil's going to knock me down, I'm going to get back up and I'm going to keep walking away from him. So, um, so that's, I don't know, that's, if, if that helps some people out there with, just know that God is a, the resolute rock. He's never going to change. He is always there. Um, we can always come back to him. Uh, but you said waiting too. That's mm, a... Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a harsh word. That is really hard. But, you know... Society society of convenience. Yeah. Everything right away. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you look in the Bible, I mean, that theme keeps recurring. So, yeah, that scripture from Psalm 25, 4 through 5, has been like a uh, verse that's kind of been right there at the helm with us. 
in this season because we're waiting. You know, God called yeah. us to other things in our life. Like mm-hmm. we might be thinking about moving. Like we might be thinking about ministering maybe at another church. Like mm-hmm. we don't know where God is calling us. So we're just waiting on him to see. And so that has been um, something that the discipline of like speaking to God every day in prayer, mm-hmm. that discipline has prepared yeah. us to wait on him because if you're going to be faithful in some of those smaller things, you know, he's going to put like a bigger, you know, serving the next time and see how you do. Um, and, you know, you talk about like, like I, I was thinking as you were telling that story about like the video games and stuff too, like when we first, I was thinking about this on the car right here, but when we first started going to a spirit filled church, the very first sermon that pastor talked about was it had something to do with like making sure that, you know, like everything that comes into your mind is, is pure. Like, Mm -hmm. and if that's a show, I was immediately convicted. It was like one of the first times I really felt like God was saying, stop doing this. And it was a TV show I had been watching for like 15 years, Mm -hmm. like my absolute obsession TV show. And so I, I've turned away from that. I'm like, Lord, if that's really what you want, like, I will do that. And so, and that's just between like me and the Lord. I mean, obviously yeah. he, he calls different things out of different people because he knows what, what hooks we have. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that is a testament because I think that hopefully that bears witness with some people like that. Yeah. Like if God calls you and you answer, like there's going to be something around the corner as you make, like we talked about like the crooked road becoming straight those rough ways smooth, like we'll start to fill in those valleys. Those mountains will be made low. Yeah. yeah like, and that's where you see like God's just start to move in your life. Mm-hmm. And you can absolutely walk out. Like I've never been to jail or prison, but I don't know if I got thrown into jail for like preaching the gospel. I don't know. I don't know what that's like. I'm trying to imagine <laughs> myself. I don't know. Have you ever been to jail, Josh? Um, no. <laughs> Not, uh, I don't even know if I've been willingly, like, I'll pull a cap here quick. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, I have a guy at work that's already done that, so, uh, no, I, um, I'm trying to think, I think I went, um, uh, as a field trip when I was younger, um, I know I went to a fireplace, or what do they call it, fire, firehouse, and I don't even know what the, what they call the plates of firemen stay. So, uh, yeah, like a firehouse, yeah, right? it was a firehouse, yeah. It doesn't sound right though, does it? No, I was but like, fireplace, really <laughs> no, that'd be in my house. Firehouse, <laughs> yeah, like fire. 80s band, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there was, a, there was a worship band, uh, down in Georgia, uh, I think, uh, firehouse, house fires, right? yeah, house fires, house fires. Shout out house yep. fires. yeah, <laughs> great, great band, um, <laughs> but uh. No, never, never been, um, hoping to never go. But if, like you said, like, that's something that creeps up in my mind right now. You know, I feel like we, with revival, something that is going to be happening more and more is because true Christianity is is starting to become more of the forefront, not like Mm -hmm. store-bought Christianity, not the um, commercialized Christmas Christianity, um, and not even like just the yeah we go every two you know christmas easter all that mm-hmm. stuff christianity but there's a real hunger for that spiritual Check fulfillment 
And we see that in our culture. Witchcraft is becoming a huge thing. Um, Spiritualism is becoming a good thing because if they can't get what they want from Christ, they're going to consumerize whatever spirituality they want. And the devil is ready to give in plenty of that. And so right now we're seeing a great rise in, in revival of Christianity. But with that comes a great increase of the opposite mm-hmm. as well. And so we're seeing Sometimes, a lot of witchcraft is coming into the churches. And it's very, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a different podcast. But. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, so <laughs> we have, um, you know, there, I think there was a pastor I was seeing on TikTok who was shot or I, I don't know if he was a pastor, but he was a street preacher mm-hmm. in Arizona. And he, some guy just came up to him and shot him in the head. Now, I, I don't know if he's still alive, if he's still trying to, to make it. But we're coming, yeah, we, we are coming into a day and age where that persecution is going to start coming back. I mean, we're seeing it in other countries right now. In Canada, they're taking pastors' sermons that are preaching against the LGBTQ movement. I think they just had some people, a, a preacher in Sweden, get arrested um, for street preaching about that. Um, you know, I can't remember the guy's name in Canada. Um, this black guy with dreads, uh, short dreads. Oh man, really, really popular street preacher. Um, just goes out there and, and preaches gospel. A great guy. He, he had videos. He was out near, um, I think, a gay pride parade or something, and he was doing baptisms. And people wow. were coming up to him and coming out of like the LGBTQ parade and stuff. And he was like uh, preaching and stuff. And uh, oh man, when I know his name, but he's been, he's been, he had a video one time where there was, he was counting the number of cops that were coming up to him to tell him to stop preaching. He was like, you got one, two. And I think he counted up to like six or seven cops in Canada just for him preaching. He's like, I have, and he knew the law too. He was like this, point number whatever i can i can talk about this all i want in public and they basically asked him to get in the car and he's they arrested him for preaching the gospel wow mm. you know and this is in canada i yeah. mean it's literally on our doorstep you know yeah. and people say oh that's in canada and stuff but smaller stuff like that has happened david lynn david lynn david that's lynn. right yep. l-i-n yep l-y-n-n right yeah i also think there's gonna be more of a call for christians too to go into the places like Afghanistan or Asia where there is, a, I mean, you're going to get persecuted. You may, may even lose your life, you know, because those are, those are places that are somewhat unreached still, you know, so there's going to be a call as, as revival spreads. Like it's not about just revival in America. Like we, we get so America centered, like it's not about just revival in America. Jesus wants the whole world. Absolutely. Yeah. The nations, right? We're all going to be, you know, speaking holy, holy, holy in whatever tongue we're speaking at the end of the day. And, you know, it, right now, I think the fastest growing church, they say, is in Iraq or yeah. Iran. And then um, I think that they've said in Gaza, there was a CBN article that was talking about the manifestation of dreams uh, this has been a big okay, thing in the Muslim see, world, yeah, yeah. but there's been articles coming out now that with the, the stuff going on in Gaza, that yeah, there was an article that. that hundreds to thousands of people have had dreams of basically Jesus coming to them in their dreams. Mm-hmm. And some people, like we have a friend that's um, uh, missionaries over in Morocco, and um, he was talking about 
how this one guy came up to him. I think it, I think it was him personally. I, I maybe he was telling a story about another missionary, but he said a guy came up to him and was like, you know, this guy came up into my dream and he's telling me to follow after him and stuff. And he was basically describing Jesus to him. And he's like, who is this man? And I, I need to know who this guy is. Someone needs to tell me. And he's like, there's people literally that are coming out to them saying, I need, God has spoken the gospel yeah. to me. He's come to me personally. I just need to know who he is. And so there is a need. Like, But the harvest is sometimes where the soil is being plowed, mm-hmm. not where the soil is stagnant. Mm-hmm. And so like China, um, I think it's at, what do they call it, the the 4010 window or the 3010 window or something. There's even a ministry with that. It's where most, the uh, latitude where most people live in between. Mm-hmm. So like Northern Africa, Southern Europe, all the way through China and stuff. Like most of the people are coming out of some of the most persecuted places right now. I think it's the forty ten window. Um, yeah, ten forty, ten four. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, I think we'll go into our next verse. Um, would you like to look up Luke chapter one, verse thirty through thirty eight? And we'll probably end after this story. I wanted to kind of in the Old Testament and New Testament. <laughs> okay chapter 10 verse (laughs) 1 i Uh, I always do that joke so people get nervous when i do that uh first first uh chapter and that would be verses 30 through 38 matthew uh luke luke we do have a matthew one as well but i want to do uh luke here and we'll kind of save the next two for a a different different day yeah. 30 through 38. I, think, I have a lot of notes here, so. <laughs> yeah, this is the birth of Jesus, and I think this incorporates kind of Not our last two life. episodes. We talked about God working us, uh, oh, like we're right. basically God's workmanship, like yeah. created to do something for a purpose. And now we're talking about being able to be strengthened because of Christ. And. I think this kind of encapsulates some of that. And I've got NIV. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. You want me to keep going? Yeah, up to 38 there. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she was said to be unable to conceive, is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. Mm -hmm. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be to me. May your word to me be fulfilled. 
than the angel vector. Nice. And so my translation in the ESV um, says that the angel said, for nothing will be impossible with God. Mm. And I like that, that translation as well. I, I mean, I think you could use both. No word from God will ever fail and nothing will be impossible for God. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's interesting here because I even pre-reading this, I didn't catch this until you were reading it, that he was also talking about her relative who was barren. So here you're talking about someone who's old in age, who's a virgin. She hasn't had sex. And then you have someone who's probably trying to keep the lineage going and is barren, but God's saying, I'm going to have you both conceive just to show you my power. <laughs> it's like, God's like, I'm just going to show you like nothing is impossible. Yeah. And I think this, there's another theme throughout scripture about how important life is. Mm. And, and God is always taking barren things and bringing life forth from them. Yeah. Um, deserts, rivers, you know, all that stuff. And, and here we see, Mary is like carnal nature, right? I'm just seeing all the no's. Like, I don't, I can't remember how old she is here. Is that in your notes? Does it say how old she is? No. So she's probably like, I'm like 60. I've already gone through that stage. We know that means that you can't have kids, like, you know, or something. Mm -hmm. I guess that would be a relative, but she's like, I'm getting up there. I haven't, you know, biblically known my husband yet. Like, what is going on here? This is just a laugh. You know, it kind of reminds me of when Sarah and Abraham, you know, had their birth. God sends his angel, same thing. And Sarah kind of mocks at God. It's like a laughter, mm-hmm. but it's like a mocking. It's the same word used kind of for mocking, where it was like, ha, yeah, right, God. Like, you know how old I am? So, I think there's overlap here because the Old Testament mm-hmm. always does that. So we see the birth of, of Abraham's son. Well, here it is again, the equating God to being like the fulfillment of the patriarchs. I was going to say fulfillment is is right there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so now Mary is going to have this child. But I want to focus on the impossible here. Nothing is impossible with God. Mm-hmm. I can do all things through mm-hmm. Christ who strength through Christ who strengthens me. God has created me for all of these good works, which he has done beforehand. I am his workmanship. Nothing is impossible with God in this impossible looking situation you're in. And we can sit here and use kind of the flowery, like, you know, oh, you're in a hard spot where your job and all this stuff. And yes, there's personal times for that. But this is something so much deeper Mm -hmm. than that. Like the absolute deepest, hardest thing in your life that you think you can't overcome Like that thing that's keeping you back, that's holding you back from a full relationship with God, from forgiving your your spouse or your ex-spouse or your mom or your dad, that thing that's keeping you from breaking free from that sin cycle. Like nothing is impossible Mm -hmm. for God. The other verse I was going to use was Matthew 19, where he's talking about the rich person not being able to enter through the camel. Mm -hmm. And we always like to use that to kind of be like, you know, oh, so that means you got to be poor and all this stuff. And even the disciples are like, well, we've given up everything, God. <laughs> like, they, like, rationalize it right away. We, we gave up everything to follow you so we can enter kingdom of heaven, right? And God's like, you guys keep focusing on yourselves. 
Nothing is impossible with God, though. Mm -hmm. So he says it's it's going to be hard for someone who's rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. It's almost impossible. Yeah. But nothing is impossible without God. And so I don't know. I just think that there's um, the, a word in here for identity that's saying that Christ is the one who's going to strengthen us. You may feel like it's impossible to do that next step in your life, but Christ is there. He's already plowed that way. Christ has already made a way through the sea. We've just got to stretch out our hands and, and grab hold of the power. I believe. Yeah. Do we believe it? That's right. Yeah. And that's yeah. always the question, you know. Even today, when you hear things like this, you're like, if the Lord comes to you today and he gives you a vision, Mm-hmm. And it's so something you're like, well, that couldn't happen. Will you trust in him and believe it? Yeah. Will yeah. you say yes? Yeah. Will you give him your yes? Because he's going to equip you. He's already told you he's going to do it. Yeah. But will you give him your yes? Will you yeah. believe? And I think, unfortunately, that happens a lot where people don't step into it. And there is cause on their life, you know. Um, Absolutely. And it's unfortunate. But... Yes, it's that belief. That is a that is a hard thing for people, is, is to believe that what happened here can still happen today. And to be honest with you, a lot of it I didn't believe fully until I went to Africa and saw actual miracles. Miracle. I saw mm-hmm. blind receive sight. I saw people, pe- demons being cast out of those that are afflicted. We saw a kid who was paralyzed because he fell in the mine, legs start start moving again, mm-hmm. and the nurses are crying. When you see these things, you start to you, you do start to believe that all you things are possible. Yeah. You should have believed it anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, word, but yeah. you really yeah. start to believe it. Yeah. It, it does seem like, you know, a lot of times people have to go overseas to see these things because they're more open to the spiritual realm. You know, like other countries know the spiritual realm exists, and it's almost like this this veil that Satan has put over America because we've trusted in our, our technology to do everything. I can do it. I don't really need God. And there was always a sentiment as a kid where it's like, it it was this well-intentioned thing where it was like, you got to rely on yourself. You know, you, you can't ask for help. You got to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. And we apply that to God Mm -hmm. though. But God's like, no, I want you to come to me for everything. Like, and then I will show you what you need and I will give you what you need. And then even in the times where I may be like testing you like Job, or you may just be in a Job situation, are you still going to believe through it? Are you going to wait on me? Are you going to get into the secret place when you can? And unfortunately, I, I can say a lot of times I probably don't choose that. You know, like yeah, yeah. It, it's it's hard, um, but I can do anything with Christ. That's right. Yeah. If a woman who couldn't have a a child because she did not know her husband or a woman who was barren um, or a man who couldn't see can see now because he got spat on by the King of Kings, you know, if, if there was a man who was sitting there waiting, saw Jesus walk past him for 30 years by the temple, saw Peter and John walk by him, or is it Peter and James walk by him 30 years and then finally, all of a sudden, there it is. You want to be healed today. That guy had to wait. Even yeah. when Jesus is doing the miracles, the disciples are doing the miracles. Yeah. What? Where, where's my miracle? And then, <laughs> boom, that day, he waited. You know, pull up Bethesda. Yeah. So, if you feel like you're in a, a, 
you know, a time of desert or spiritual thorns, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, God may be clearing out the thorns for you, and you just don't well know it said. yet. So, yeah. um, but I think it, I'll, I'll let you guys have the last word. Anything that's placed on your heart, anything you want to say about your ministry, or or you feel kind of God's putting on your heart right now, um, you know, I always like to let the guests have kind of that last word. I think going back to Philippians, I just keep thinking about, well, I keep thinking about him sitting in prison. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm like, what, what, where would my mind be at if I was just thrown into prison today? But that's probably another thought for another day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what I'm thinking about, too, is he's talking about plenty or little. Now, if you think about that, that's not anything that, well, a lot of that's subjective. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about walls that we've built up and are fortified in our mind that we're battling against? Mm. Are we in that prison? Like, mm. And so once we're confronted with a real deal miracle, mm-hmm. maybe that's when God wants to touch us. Obviously, they made that lady in Africa, um, took the scales off her eyes, and she can now see, and she was screaming, Jehovah, Jehovah, after we said a simple healing prayer. We got to see that. But what was Mm. going on inside of us? And you think about, like, Elizabeth, Mary. Like, is God not literally making you pregnant, but is he impregnating you with your call? Mm. When you thought, how could he use me? I was a sinner. I, I sinned and did all kinds of horrible things and I'm he's still working on me how can he use me and it takes just a simple yes and sometimes we have to take away the distractions I read a book like a couple years ago called called the detriment of distraction (laughs) and that really spoke to me because I get distracted really easily while Mm -hmm. I'm realizing it's a spiritual battle too but so when I think yeah, about that is. Philippian, <laughs> yes, very much so. It's like, wait, I'm just about getting ready to get to the good part in the scripture. And then something pulls me away. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to recognize that. Take it behind me. Mm-hmm. But as you start to recognize this and you start to walk that out, then miraculous things like mm-hmm. two nurses with a bunch of kids. And we had a business um, where we were selling chicken eggs. Like, this is not really... I mean, like an obvious, like we're not walking out like obvious ministry. I mean, mm-hmm. raising your kids is a ministry, I do believe. Yep, yep. But to walk out something where it's growing, it's on fire, prayers are being answered that it was not my prayer. I've not been praying for you, Josh, all these years that you would be risen up and be a leader and speak to many people until probably your busiest ignite. But there are other prayers that are infused in this. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to give hope to that. Like if somebody is really hungry or searching for the Lord, we've encountered a lot of people like that. Like, when is my time and what do you want me to do? Yeah. I'm just going to pray for whoever needs to hear this is that the right doors open and the right doors close. Mm-hmm. And if you just have a surrendered heart and you're able to say no to what God is saying, no, and say yes to what God is saying. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think he's going to move very powerfully. Yes. You better buckle up. I said this before, I think at mm-hmm. night, like buckle up because it's going to get wild. Things against your own personal like flesh. Oh, I'm a homebody. I don't like to travel. Well, here I am. I've traveled more in the last year than I have my entire life. Mm-hmm. Like been to Qatar, been to California, been to Zambia. And then we're making more plans like, God, do you send us to Rwanda? Yeah, this summer. 
what do we do with this ministry? Mm -hmm. Do we start spreading it in other cities? Like, do we put people and other people in charge that you send our way? It becomes easier to walk with the Lord. So I know I said a lot there, but Mm -hmm. what about you? I think that was great. The one thing I was going to get back to is when I think it was Josh said, there's a lot of people in the area, or maybe you said that, who have been like wondering, what am I called for, right? And I think just seeing what's happening here with the revival and all these little fires are starting, I think they can rest assured that they're in this time Mm -hmm. right now in this place, you know, God has put them in here for such a time as this, yeah. and their calling is going to come, and, it, and it's and it's going to be to become part of these fires that are coming. And I I believe I've heard a couple other guys say this too that are in the ministries around here that these fires are going to come into one, and there's going to be a yeah. huge revival in this area that's going to spread mm-hmm. throughout Wisconsin mm-hmm. and throughout the United States and hopefully the world. And we're just here saying yes. Yeah, yeah. That's that's all, and that's all it takes. Yeah. You know. These people, you feel like, oh, I'm not equipped. I'm not. I'm not good enough speaker. I don't know my scripture enough. Um, I'm too old. I'm too young. Like, no, just give God your yes, and He'll do the rest. Um, That's all you gotta do. One thing about wildfires is you're usually trying to contain it, but with the yeah. wildfire of the spirit. When men try to contain it, that's when it goes out, right? Because mm-hmm. the whole point of trying to contain a wildfire is to put it out. And so a lot of times that's when religion comes in, the spirit of religion, and just kind of knocks it out. You know, yeah. you see these great moves of God, and yeah. then it's like, oh, what do we do with this? Well, we gotta we got to put restrictions it's on it. It's not be too wild. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I got news for you. It's going to be a little wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and, and you can already see that happening. Um, the Asbury Seminary, um, was it Asbury? Uh, seminary, yeah, Asbury Seminary, when they were having their revival, you had a lot of, mm-hmm. unfortunately, cessationists and stuff coming out of the world. Well, that's not true revival. It's like, man, and I know we talked about it on the podcast, but it's like, man, even if uh, even if people are coming out crying, giving their lives over to God, like saying, I'm, I'm done wrong, I want to change my life, they're weeping for Christ. We have a huge movement of people coming to one spot to worship God. Yeah, what's wrong with that? It, I, I'm sorry, but I don't see that normally happening in the country. I think that's yeah. stoking the flames of refi- revival. Yeah. There's obviously an underlying current that people are wanting God, and they want to see the movement of God. I mean, the movie Jesus Revolution came out and literally made millions because people want to see an authenticity. Yeah. To Christianity, mm-hmm. they're craving a real Jesus. Um, I cried like fifteen times in that movie. I, yeah. I like the the scene, the credits like starting to roll at the beginning, and I was like starting to weep because I was like, I know this is gonna be this is gonna be intimidating. <laughs> like just there, there's so much of a movement right now, yeah. and um, you know whatever that is for our ministry or your ministry. Like, I know at least for us, like you said, it's just saying, yes, God, like, I don't care what the enemy tries to tell me about this ministry. I don't care, like, if that camera falls off the tripod and they can only hear my voice on the video. (laughs) Like, this is for God, and I'm going to keep pursuing that, and I'm going to try to keep as much of my grunge out of it as possible. Because this is not for me. This is for whoever needs to hear this. This is for your guys' ministry. This is for Kiefer. This is... But ultimately, it's for God yeah. because of yeah. those things, you know. Well love God first and foremost. And love others as yourself. Yeah. Um, 
and too much I keep my focus on myself and my family and it needs to be on others. And that's another place where we'll see miracles is when we step out of faith Mm -hmm. because we're stepping out of ourselves to affect lives of others. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just want to thank you guys for coming on. Uh, It's been a blast getting to know you guys a little bit more. Um, When's your guys' next Ignite? Uh, This Saturday, December 2nd. um, Joe and Heidi King from The Real King podcast are going to be speaking. And then um, Joe's sister, uh, Christina Santamaria, she's the... She's the worship pastor at their church, Christian Family Center, um, and she provides a lot of comic relief on their podcast. Yeah, so she is shout so out to Christina. Um, <laughs> she'll be playing the music. She'll okay. be in the worship. Oh, so. Yeah. so that's next ignite. And then you have Thursday night, right? Is this the next Thursday. street team. Yeah. So if you guys are wanting to get together with a group of people, uh, you're uncomfortable with going out and evangelizing, but you want to kind of get your feet wet in that. Um, they'll provide opportunities, maybe not even evangelizing, but just going out and praying over the city. Exactly. You guys have multiple facets of kind of how you attack the city yeah. spiritually. Yeah. So, And if you've never done it before, we'll put you with someone that has. Yeah. And we'll work in teams like that. So you don't have to be worried about that. You don't even have to, you don't have to say anything. You yeah. can just put your hands on and listen. You could be the guy that hands out the gift cards. Yeah. yeah. Everyone will love that person. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that's coming up. Um, anything else, anywhere else that they can find you? Have you guys written any books or anything yet? So I, I just want to make sure I'm covering my bases. Anything I can. So nice. Uh, we'll maybe in progress. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're, we need prayers. So if you guys could pray for us, we're, um, you know, we're both nurses, but mm-hmm. like, I think Nick's might be being called into ministry and we don't know what that looks like as a profession. Mm-hmm. So we're not sure where that is, but again, God can do all yeah. things. Right? We've heard from the Lord. We're just waiting to see what it looks like. So. Absolutely. Well, thanks for coming on guys. I appreciate yeah. it. And, uh, you know, we just pray blessings over your ministry um and so yeah reach out to them ignite you can follow them on facebook um that's the main main place right yeah mm-hmm. ignite prayer and music on facebook yep there you go um and then collective arts we want to give a shout out yeah. to them yes. that's uh, the place that has opened up their um uh the building to them uh so if you guys want to donate to them you can yes um mike rambo's got a, him and his wife's name is christina, Chris, christina. Um, they've got great hearts for God. They, and again, just like us, they want to work through the arts to reach people for Christ. Um, so shout out to them and hopefully we'll have them on the podcast one of these days to talk about them. I'd love to get to know them more. Mm -hmm. Um, but thanks for coming on guys. Uh, thanks for watching. If this, uh, touched you and, and you feel comfortable, hit the share and like button helps us with our algorithms getting out there more. Um, go check out our merch shop. I know we're going to be having some more drops soon. Um, and we still got some more stuff in the works. So God bless. Thanks you guys. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. If you've enjoyed it, please click the like and share buttons on whichever platform you're on. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We hope that you had a good time and hope the conversation brought some joy into your life. Have a blessed day and join us next time on the Heart of the Matter podcast.